Welcome everyone here at Boss It. We would love to hear from you. Join us in our Boss It community by heading over to our website, bossitclub.com and join our mailing list. As we grow, we will be launching our community of fellow Boss It BFFs and we want you to be a part of it. Okay, Sophie and Noreen, let's dig into this. I can't wait to tell them all about how we got here. Welcome to the Boss It Podcast. My name is Sophia Noreen and I took an Etsy startup and launched it in big box retailers within 12 months. As a creative with an entrepreneurial drive, I left my full-time career in healthcare to find better harmony between career, family, and self-care. We believe you can have it all. Yes, you can launch and run a successful, scalable business while maintaining harmony in all aspects of your life. We believe we can learn from each other and draw on many experiences to create the best life possible. During each episode, we will share proven life hacks that will keep you on top and striving every day. There should be no hesitation. Make a plan, take action. We are here for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another fantastic episode of the Boston Podcast. My name is Sophia Noreen, and I'm going to be your host for today. And today we're going to speak about managing and setting expectations with yourself, but also with your team and with your family. The reason why this is such an important topic is because that is where people fail and there is always a breakdown of communication that occurs after you basically don't set the expectations. So today I'm going to speak to you about the importance of why we should be setting expectations and potentially what could happen if you don't set expectations. And then I'm going to offer you guys a few tips and tools that I use in my business and in my life to ensure that people know exactly what is expected of them. And I know exactly what is expected of me in return. So that way there is less communication barriers. And then we are able to all reach our goals and accomplish what we're going for. Okay, so let's get started. So the first thing is, why do we set expectations? Why is it important to set expectations with ourselves and with our family and with our team or with our colleagues? Obviously, the first one is if we don't set expectations, then people do not know what's expected of them. And there's inherently a communication breakdown. A very simple example is if I am not setting expectations with myself, so if I don't say to myself, I expect myself to basically adhere to my calendar on a regular basis. That is the expectation I have set. Then I am more confident that I'll be able to accomplish the goals that I have set out for myself because my calendar has broken down my day into chunks. So usually they're in two hour chunks to three hour chunks. Sometimes they're one hour chunks if it's a very small task or a meeting of some sort but it's broken down. And if I don't adhere to my calendar, then let's face it, I'm not going to be able to complete the task that has been assigned to me at that time. And I will unlikely complete the goal that I've set for myself. So I have set the expectation with myself that I absolutely have to adhere to following the calendar. Listen, guys, I know it's so easy to just say, okay, here's my agenda for the day. And then something happens, somebody phones you. For example, a lot of people will call you on the phone and you take the phone call because that's what a good friend does. They'll take the phone call. But if the person that you're speaking with doesn't know your agenda, it's not their fault, right? Friend won't understand that your agenda is going to say, you know, it's going to say, Sophia, you need to finish this podcast recording between four o'clock and five o'clock today. My friends are not accountable to that agenda. I am. I'm setting the expectation with myself. 
So that's a very simple example, but many people forget when they're working for themselves, if they're an entrepreneur, for example, or they're starting their side hustle or they're starting a passion project, generally what ends up happening is we don't take that time that we've accommodated for our business and we don't take it seriously and we let it slip. I've seen it time and time again, but if you do that, then it will be very difficult to accomplish your goals. So the first thing is set expectations for yourself. This can also work for anything to do with self-care. You could say, I want to drink one liter of water before three o'clock today. I'm going to try to reduce my caffeine intake because I know I'm not sleeping well at night. Self-care is also an expectation you set. So if my expectation is I will now drink that water, I will ensure that I drink every hour a good 200 milliliters. That's a good way of setting those expectations. And it's very, very important. It's important in all domains of life. You could also go with your relationships. You could say, I need to ensure that I have a very positive relationship, a very healthy relationship with my significant other, my partner, or a positive relationship with, for example, my parents. And I need to ensure that I will call them more regularly. Again, setting expectations for myself. I could say, I'm going to message my mom because we do a lot of WhatsApping or Instagram messaging. I'm going to message her once a day if I cannot get on the phone with her. That's another very good example of setting expectations for yourself. So guys, the first thing is check yourself. Where can you start setting expectations for yourself and then adhering to those expectations? Okay, let's talk a little bit about setting expectations with your family, especially if you're starting a new side hustle. Again, they may not understand the time and the energy value that you're placing towards your side hustle. And what I mean by that is they may say to you, why are you putting so much time into this project? Or why are you spending so much energy? What's the point of this? You may hear some of this language and you have to set the expectation with them and say, this is important to me and I want to do it because X, Y, and Z, right? Whatever the reasoning is. You don't even need to necessarily give them a reason, but sometimes if you explain why you're doing something and setting the expectation that this is an important goal for you as a person, you're giving back to the community, for example, or you don't have necessarily another hobby and this is your hobby, but you're now turning it into a good little cash generating machine as well. Win-win, right? Because now your hobby is paying for itself potentially. The point is you need to set expectation with your family. And I've given the example before in past episodes and past live events that I have the expectation that I used to go to yoga. Now I said used to because I do not leave the house now for yoga as all of our gyms are currently closed due to the pandemic, but hopefully they'll be reopening soon. But I always went to yoga on Sunday mornings. It was an expectation I set with the family. And what that meant was that my partner had to stay home with the children. He could not go make plans and say, okay, I'm going off and doing who knows what. I'm going to the gym myself. He couldn't do that, right? Because I set the expectation that it's important for me. That's my gym time. That's my yoga time. I do not do that in the house. I am physically leaving the location. So you need to stay home, right? Again, another great example where I've set the expectations with him that this is something that I'm doing for my time and you have to be available to manage any household needs, including supervising children. So again, guys, setting expectations with your family is extremely important. The final domain I will refer to at, at this time is setting expectations with your team or your colleagues. If you have a growing team, if you're hiring a VA, if you're hiring contractors, even if you extrapolate and you set expectations with your customers, anybody in that work hemisphere of your life, 
you need to set expectations with them as well. And I'll give you a few examples of why it's important to do that. When you set expectations with anybody that you're working with, then it helps reduce the breakdown of communication. And obviously, if you have a breakdown in communication, you likely will have a failure of execution or you'll have a failure of follow through or something will not be completed. And at the end, your goals will not be completed. When you're working in a team, setting expectations is extremely important. That can go with expectations of date setting, expectation of what the actual task is, expectations on who is completing that task, expectations when you are meeting next. These are extremely important. And at the beginning, it's difficult. You may be like, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. But I'm going to offer a few tools that we use in our business that help us manage expectations and help us with the communication around tasks and goals and meetings and agendas. The different domains of life, yourself, your family and friends, and finally your team, your colleagues, and even your customers, you should think about each one of these domains and say, how can I set expectations with each of them? And yourself is generally the one you should start with because many of us don't value the time we have with ourselves. We don't value the expectations we put on ourselves and we'll set these goals and we don't actually accomplish them because we haven't set the expectation that this is a necessary goal for us. Now let's move on to the tools that I use in my business and personal life to ensure that I adhere to all of those expectations that we referred to earlier. I use a project management tool. I use a calendar, paper-based calendar. I use a digital calendar. And then I also use Google Docs. And I'll tell you where I use each one of these tools and I'll tell you why and who I use it with, okay? So the project management tool is probably a tool that most of you may or may not use currently, but something you may want to consider using now or even later on in your business. And the reason why is because when you bring on somebody to help you in the team, you may want to share this project management tool with them so they can easily organize all of the elements, all of the items that need to be completed for the goal to be completed. And a very simple example is when we develop a product from concept to reality, there are 21 steps to completing that project. That particular product needs 21 steps. If I did not have the project management tool, let's just say I would be completely lost as to what needs to be done when. And now that we have a team, so I started using this project management tool, I would say one year before I brought in team members and I needed it for myself. So if you're just starting and it's just you, team of one, you may still want to consider a project management tool. There are many on the market. The one that we use is monday.com. And we use that one because it's a very powerful tool. It allows us to upload files and upload videos. And we now have used the project management tool for also our orientation. So I upload videos in monday.com. And so when somebody is doing an onboarding orientation, they just need to go through the project management tool and watch the videos as opposed to having to go to another database to upload and watch the videos. There are other project management tools like Asana, which are a little bit less robust, but can serve you just as well. I believe there's a free version for Asana as well. Another tool that I love to use is a paper-based agenda. And the reason why is because when I write something down, I am more likely to complete the task. Yes, a lot of individuals have moved to digital calendars and we do also use a digital calendar, but a paper-based agenda allows me to basically review my to-do list. Yes, I still have a to-do list. 
put it into the paper-based agenda in the time blocks that I have designated for task completion. And then I can also write into my paper-based agenda, any meetings that are in my electronic calendar. So I look at my paper-based agenda on the daily, but I'll go and look at my electronic calendar on a weekly, and then I can see the weekly spread. But for my daily review, I will go ahead and basically look only at my paper-based agenda. This way, it prevents me from getting overwhelmed. It keeps me on task. And that way, I'm ensuring that my to-do list, and I'm doing air quotes for anybody listening to the podcast, is getting completed. Many people have a to-do list and it just sits there because it's just getting so long and it's so onerous and they're like, I feel overwhelmed and then they don't want to look at it. So this way I'm ensuring that my to-do list is actually getting knocked off. And the reason why the paper-based agenda is great for setting expectations is because it's setting expectations with myself. I am the one who is going to be looking at the paper-based agenda. And that is a tool I use to ensure that I'm basically adhering to what my expectations are for that day. The next tool that I use in our business is Google Docs. Google Docs is amazing. We have a standing meeting with our team in the morning every day, and we go through a Google Doc to-do list. This is separate from the project management tool because the project management tool has many layers. And sometimes it becomes overwhelming to look at the project management tool when you're planning your day. So you could say that the Google Docs is great because you're able to clearly communicate during meetings. I also do this as a clinic manager. When I'm having a meeting with somebody or the team, I will share my screen. And as I am speaking, because your voice is also a tool, which we'll talk about in a second. When I'm speaking out loud, I'm also typing the minutes. So the team can see the screen. They can see me typing. This way, there's a reinforcement. Everyone absorbs information differently. So as many of you are, you're auditory learners. You're listening to a podcast right now. You like to receive your information through voice and you like to sit in lectures and you like audiobooks and you like podcasts and you might like Clubhouse. But surprisingly, not everyone is like us, not like you, not like me. Some individuals like to see text. They like to read the information and that's the best way they can absorb the information. They will hold the book and they'll read it. They will read the transcripts to the podcast. And so for those learners, for those information takers, I like to do minutes. They can see the minutes on a Google Docs, for example. They can see the minutes being written live. If I'm sharing the screen, they can see the minutes written live. Whatever medium you decide to use, either be it a Google Docs, or if you're going to do a Zoom or a Teams or any of those virtual meeting rooms, ensure that you have the ability to share your screen and for you to be taking minutes as you are speaking. So that way you can say with confidence that the team understands the expectations that have been presented to them during that meeting. The next tool is a digital calendar. And I've referred to this multiple times. When I have a digital calendar, it sets expectations for myself, but now it also sets expectations to anybody else who's trying to find a meeting time. And we are using Calendly now as our tool of choice because it has the ability to sync all my calendars up. And surprisingly, I have a lot of calendars. Then if somebody needs to book a meeting, we just send them a link and then they have the ability to look in the calendar and say, okay, that's what meets my needs. This also sets expectations with my family and the team because they know that they can't access me at certain times because there's a meeting blocked and they have visibility into the calendar. So get a Google Calendar, get a Google Docs, get something you can share with your team. Once you realize that more individuals need access to your calendar, it might be a better idea to go with a platform like Calendly, for example, because then they are able to just grab the link and book. You as a solo entrepreneur or your VA will not need to go back and forth with having to negotiate times. 
So that's why I love Calendly for that reason. And then the final tool, believe it or not, is your voice. You openly communicating with your voice is so powerful, people forget about it. You need to be able to speak up when you have something to say. You have to be able to pronunciate and clearly communicate your ideas if you are struggling with something. For example, many individuals may be fearful to speak up. And when they speak up, they fumble on their words. So practicing speaking is actually a very important tool and it will help you not only communicate more effectively with everyone, but it'll again, help you set expectations with everyone. And so don't underestimate your voice. We've spoken about a few tools, but your voice is the most important tool. So let's go from the top. We've spoken about project management tools. We've also spoken about paper agendas, digital agendas, and digital calendars, and Google Docs, or any type of platform that will allow you to type and verbally communicate at the same time. And finally, your voice. So these five tools should help you communicate more effectively with your team, with your family, and of course yourself and help set expectations with everyone, including yourself. So that way you get more accomplished and you feel less overwhelmed. You have great relations with everyone from your family members all the way to your team and colleagues and potentially your customers, depending on what industry you're in. And guys, again, remember, I know it becomes difficult. I know setting expectations is scary because once you set the expectations, especially with yourself, there should be no going back, right? Like if you say, I'm going to do this at this time, you should really honor that. If you say that to somebody else, you know, I'm going to show up to do this, you should honor that. If you've set an expectation on your team member to complete a task, they should honor that. And so remember, it is going to be difficult at first, but once you get used to something, once you get into the rhythm, it becomes a lot easier. Okay, guys, that was a lot of information, but remember, we want you to make a plan and take action. So think about one of the tools that we spoke about today and see if you can put it into use to help set expectations. It could be a paper-based agenda. It could even be a digital calendar. It could be using your voice and speaking up a little bit more clearly and setting the expectations with your family members regarding either your side hustle, passion project, or even your health. So remember, I want you to think about what we spoke about in this episode. Try to pick one goal and go ahead and put it into action. And remember, you can make a plan and take action. And yes, you can have it all. We will see you guys again next week. Take care. Bye. So my fellow bosses, did you enjoy that episode? Now it's time for you to make a solid plan and take action. But first, remember to subscribe and follow the Boss It podcast so you receive a notification whenever we drop an episode. Remember to leave us a review on iTunes. Take a screenshot of your review and share it on Instagram as a post or a story and tag us at Boss It Club. If Instagram is not your thing, no worries. Email your screenshot to podcast at bossitclub.com. As a massive thank you, we will be sending you our top 50 tips for starting and scaling a business. This list is exclusively for podcast reviewers, so don't miss out. Now remember, bosses, make a plan and take action in all aspects of your life. Yes, you can have it all.